0: Try B-86543 Moscow. Yes, sir. You would never have found him through his office, Mr. President. Our Premier is a man of the people, but he is also a man, if you follow my meaning. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian. What did you say? I <laughs> said Premier Kisov is a degenerate atheist. Mr. President, I formally requested... Well, I'm sorry, well, I'm sorry. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President. I think they're trying the number. <laughs> so told me, bully. You've told me. You've shown you guys. I've tasted about you before, hey. Eh? So you war. You war, my thing, buddy. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. <laughs> so there was your fateful narrator, like a babe in arms. Hello. And welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. A bit of the old in-out, in-out on a weepy Dvochka. Fifty years ago, who would have thought me and my three Drugs would make it out of the Kurova milk bar, trying to make up the Razutoks of our evening? Ultraviolet. You fly back to headquarters now, little Starling. Fly, fly, fly. Good evening, and welcome to the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. I am. It's Friday. It's Friday. Yesterday was Thursday. Thursday was good. Well, I don't have to tell all of you that because you listened and you enjoyed. And yes, yes. From what you hear in my voice, that's all I can say. From last night, tonight, film. You know what I'm noticing when I watch TCM? There are certain stars you don't recognize them in certain roles, and that is a testament to that era. We were watching Battle Cry, I believe it was, and I'm in this woman, and she looks so familiar. think, okay, what have I seen her in? And then I hear the voice, and I said. <gasps> That's Dorothy Malone My friend was like It took you a while to realize that She looks different Because Dorothy Malone Written in the wind On the wind She's got the red hair She's got that voice And it wasn't until I heard her speak Because if you remember She was also in The big sleep And she's got glasses on And she takes the glasses off To have a drink with Bogart Philip Marlowe Yeah So it's really great when you see character actors like that. Even James Whitmore. James Whitmore is in the movie and I'm thinking, James Whitmore, Shawshank Redemption. Give him hell, Harry, where he played Harry Truman. Those those are the quintessential character actors. Where you see them in a film, it's like, okay, I remember them. All actors want to be character actors. Nobody really wants to be the matinee idol Or the star You look at Gary Oldman Gary Oldman wants to be the character actor Because he throws himself into those roles Whether it be prosthetics or makeup You look at when he played Winston Churchill Makeup Prosthetics Everything And he won that Oscar and then you look at someone like Frances McDormand, who just won her her third Oscar for acting, fourth fourth for producing. She considers herself a character actress. She doesn't can you know, I know that people oh you know Frances McDormand big star, and she when she won the first Oscar she gave a speech about. Directors making autonomous casting decisions Based on qualifications And not just market value And if you look at some of the actors now It's about market value The rock He smells what's cooking Yeah, because he's got that paycheck So when we talk about films And we talk about actors And character actors And it makes me think of today Today I had a, a great consultation With someone Um Who is trying to steer me in a different direction It Includes my voice And said do I fear anything Why haven't I done it It's not that I fear anything It's money It's about money Money doesn't grow on trees And I understand This person wants me to take the dive and, And put the money forth Oh we can do this with it No No Because there's a way around it There is a way around it But I'm not going to say that That I know that there's a way around it I'm not an expert at this I am an expert at my own voice And I know what my voice can do And I know what it can't do And I know maybe it needs a little fine tuning And I've been playing with voices since I was a little kid and trying to imitate that whole mime cry scenario talking differently talking like a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Talking like a villain. <laughs> Hello Clarice. <laughs> That's probably the most charismatic villain ever. It was Dr. Hannibal Lecter. So when I do these podcasts, each time I am discovering a new layer to my voice. It's like it's let's let's get real. I'm not approved. It's like sex; it's not the same every time. It's always different. There's always something different to it. It's like snowflakes. Okay, that that that's where we're going right there with the podcast. So when I do a podcast, I try to realize, okay, I'm not phoning it in each time. I'm realizing, okay, I'm saying this differently. I'm not saying that other word that I said. That I try to catch myself not to say, don't think about it. Yeah, going to a concert also you get to see different characters at work. Everyone is a character into unto themselves, and I like to people watch. Also, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, that one's cute. That one's not cute. Why do you? Why is your beard that long? Stuff like that that I kind of notice. Reverberates Throughout my consciousness I know Oh my god big word consciousness Yes The one person who I've always considered A character actor but people consider him You know An action star Because of the last of the Mohicans And that's Daniel Day-Lewis If you look at My left foot There will be blood And Lincoln, three totally different roles, and he brings it to all three of them. Everything that he ever does, Daniel Day-Lewis brings it. Even Phantom Thread, he brings it. He considers himself a character actor. Now, yes, you have others, you know, like Julia Roberts, who maybe at one point wanted to be a character actress and became a movie star. I I watched a really good documentary on Whitney Houston called Superstar, and she didn't want to be famous. She just wanted to sing. She would have been happy being a background singer. And it was others that said to her, no, because she's really shy. Are character actors shy? Are they like, I don't want the spotlight. I want to be... In the character. Look at Thelma Ritter. Thelma Ritter was this really great character actress. But at the same time, she was a big star. People knew, okay, that's Thelma Ritter. Birdman of Alcatraz. Rear Window. The Misfits. All about Eve. She was a character actor. Betty Davis. Betty Davis was this big star. But... Saw herself as both, as a character actress and as a big star. Because if you think of what Betty Davis did, Betty Davis playing those roles, okay? She's playing these roles. These crazy roles. She's making herself look ragged. Okay? She knew. And and even Joan Crawford, Joan Crawford playing Mildred Pierce. And what and what that took to pull into that frame of playing Mildred Pierce. I don't in real life, was she like Mildred Pierce? Was or was she like the Vita character? I want to give a shout out to Anne Blythe, who is ninety is she nine ninety-three years old? She is the sole survivor of Mildred Pierce. She played Vita. She played Vita beautifully. Very maniacal, calculating. Vicki Lawrence played her too And when Carol Burnett did Mildred Fierce. Yeah, that was funny. That's when you know you've made it, is when these characters are parodied. We could parody Betty Davis and Joan Crawford till the cows come home. Even Katherine Hepburn. I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine. Who is in the afterlife, floating around. Okay, I don't know what that was. Um, And, uh... At midnight is her birthday. So, Amanda Lukasiewicz, room 237. This one's for you. She was a big Tool fan. And when I saw Tool... How many years ago was that? I think when I saw them... ...in 2017... ...and they played Parabola Parabola... ...and I felt her presence. So... ...that is the power of music. That That is the power of podcasting. That is why we do what we do. That is why Jason Alme... ...does what he does. These prolific podcasters... You know, I wouldn't consider myself prolific. Right now, I'm doing something that you've probably seen in a theme, you know, like Murder, She out, Pulling out all the stops. Because as I said on the show, I am my own producer. I am my own manager. I am my own stunt coordinator, basically. Gotta keep the talent goodness. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. In in a perfect world, if all of the concerts that I attended were either on a Friday night or a Saturday, I'd be happy. Rather than having to scramble, go to sleep, the show is over, but you have to go to work in the morning. If I could have a wish... It wouldn't be for a million dollars, because that in itself is irrelevant. I would wish that all my concerts are on Saturday. So then I can just, you know, enjoy myself. Not having to worry about going to work the next day. Oh my god, I'm so tired. But, thankfully, by my own uh, tenacity and my own... Decision making, I don't have to worry about that for two weeks. So it's a moment, it's a moment in time that I have this. This is by my own powers, my own design, my own je ne sais quoi, because I made this happen by my own thought process. Maybe a wish or two, maybe who knows so before I tuck you all in, all those character actors out there, even Michael Caine, you kings, you sons of New England, Michael Caine is a really great character actor. And yes, he was a leading man at one point. Michael Caine has power, okay? He's got power. Don't forget that. Don't think, oh, okay, Michael Caine's in his 80s. Michael Caine's got power, okay? So, from one character actor to another, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, and it's orange because, well, there's a lot of fires. That's not a moray. As always, unpleasant dreams.